the sports page, otherwise known as the page here at WRST FM Oshkosh. I'm Johnny Samp, and I'm your host. And once again today, we have Mr. Patrick Kane joining the show, and it should be another good one. Patrick, how are you doing today? The page. I I'm, know you love that call sign, so I had to keep it in there. I am good, sir. How are you as well? I'm doing all right. Had a busy morning. There Called you go. a little golf up in Green Bay. So nice and nice and warm out there. Oh, or? it was cold. Oh, it I was bitter it. cold. Um, but let's get right into the page, you know? Let's do it. So as you know, this is the show that gives you the latest news on the Titans and so much more. So let's get right into Titan Athletics. Uh, Titan baseball had a big weekend. As Pat knows, Titans had a five-game homestand against Finlandia uh, this past weekend. And the Titans did some damage sweeping the Lions in dominating fashion. Game one of the series was the closest of the five games as the Titans won by a score of 8-5. to five. This was a lot closer than... What I, you know, I think a lot of Titan fans expected as Finlandia struggles in their athletics or Finlandia. Nonetheless, the winning pitcher of that contest was Harry Orth. He went three and a third in the contest with no runs, one hit, and he also had four Ks while on the bump. Trevor Needswicki also came in for his second save of the season in that contest. And then in game two was a much different story. The game was not even close. I was on the call for that one, and I had a Pleasure of doing that with Eric Berlin, where the Titans demolished the Lions. 24-3, the contest was just looked unfair. Looked like, I don't know, just like a Little League team versus (laughs) a college team. It just was not a good showing for the Lions. But nonetheless, Jared Shielk was the winning pitcher in this one. Uh, He went five innings, giving up two runs on, and also had seven Ks. He also had two long balls for himself in this contest. And this game only went seven innings due to the run rule being applied. Then in Game 3, it was more of a reasonable scoreboard as the Titans won by a score of 10-6. to 6. They, That was one Patrick got to call. Went, the winning pitcher of this one for the Titans was Alex Larson. He went six innings, giving up four runs on six hits and seven cage. Again, Trevor Needswicki came in to save the game as he went two-thirds innings and pitched a shutout. Then in Game 4 was another dominant win for the Titans as they scored 15. They won by a score of 15-9. to 9. The pitcher credited with the win was Matt Sherman. Tossed seven innings, allowed seven runs, six earned, and had 11 Ks. And then finally in Game 5, the Titans had also won once again by a score of 9-3. to I did that one as well. That was on Sunday at noon. And this win was uh, Will Mahowski as he won eight innings with two runs and had himself 10 Ks in the contest. So to say it simply, the Titans had a good weekend. One thing to note, though, is that on Saturday, I don't know if you know this, Pat, Yep. the Finlandia Lions broke their home run record. For the team, I got a text from my friend Chris, and he said that they broke it on that Saturday. They tweeted out their athletic page. Wow, wow, for a season. Yep, really. Yep. So, and this is, I mean, and we can get into it a little bit more, but I mean, there's a lot of talent, and I'll let you, I'll let you keep going. But it's just generally speaking, there's a lot of talent on the team. Yeah, I kind of talk about it in one of these questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what did you think of the baseball games this weekend? Well, I and I think we'd mentioned this last week on the page. Um, that this on the page on the page that um, we both were expecting Oshkosh to. I'm gonna the. I think we both expected them. We both expected the team to steamroll them. Uh, I did not for, expect a 24 to three though. I I mean I I was expecting probably what I saw in the in the third and fourth games. I was expecting a lot of that Oshkosh able to really bat around and pretty much at their will do what they need to do. Um, but give credit to Finlandia. I was going to mention too in the first, in the, rather in the fourth game, um, 
in which Oshkosh ended up winning 15 to 9. Finlandia actually it was three scoreless innings from both teams. Both pitchers were just fantastic. It was Sherman and uh, I think it was Culp was was the pitcher for Finlandia and um but both pitchers were fantastic until the fourth inning. Sherman gives up two runs. Finlandia leads this game and I couldn't believe it. Um at that point and then Oshkosh comes back and scores seven in the bottom of the fourth inning. So Oshkosh essentially did what they needed to do all the way throughout, um, and the scoreboards show it that it was that they were essentially all blowouts. And for a while, Oshkosh had a fairly comfortable lead, and Finlandia really wasn't able to sustain anything. That was maybe the point, and that's what Oshkosh needs to do um, against a lot of these other teams in, in the WIAC. Is of course we're getting to the end of the year, but sustaining leads and, and getting long term success uh, is extremely crucial. And Oshkosh was able to do that in all five games. Yeah, that was one thing that I, you know, there was a couple, even on that Sunday game, it seemed like uh, Finlandia led, I mean, it was only a one-run lead at, uh, I think, the first two innings. Yep. And it was just a slow going, but Oshkosh managed to get their way back into the game and obviously came back and won it. Um, but as we know, the Titans, but where do you think the Titans need to improve? Yeah, I think, again, just as I would mentioned, too, just being holding these leads uh again they're gonna have and you'll mention this too coming with uh with platteville um you know platteville's been able to get out to some pretty decent sized leads uh to to finish you know in in their games so but i think yeah overall um there was a couple errors i believe it was in the fourth game as well that's what i was gonna talk about you know and so thank you right on right on top of this johnny we're good but um no but and that was very minimal at times. There were some mistakes that allowed Finlandia to score, um, just s- simply put. Um, but other than that, I thought pitching was was well done in the game. But um, again, just sustaining this for for these next couple of games, rather this last doubleheader to finish the season. Yeah, they've. I mean, yeah, some of the fielding errors. I feel like where you need to clean that up, especially against teams like Whitewater. Uh, those things are not going to pass, and those little errors and little mistakes are going to be really detrimental to the success of the team if they do not, you know, clean that up. And, I mean, one of them I know, I'm trying to think it was, it was I, I believe it was a bunt to third base or something like that. Yeah, there was a couple of then those. There was one of them, I just, the, the guy went down, I forget the guy who was juicy. at third yet, it was Juicy, you're right. It was at Juicy at third base, dropped to his knees and threw a ball that I don't think I, well, obviously I wouldn't be able to catch, but, I mean, you'd have had to have, Three first basemen holding the first baseman's hand to maybe catch it at best. You know, it was it was just way off, and um, it was just again a play that you eat. But again, that was only one specific play. But you know, those change the outcome of the game. The, the games that I've called, yeah. I think probably the games that you've called, there's been an error or two that have changed. That can real, that's, they on have, a, with a good team, they have changed the outcome of these games for the Titans, and and a lot of those games were detrimental ultimately. Yeah, without a doubt. Um I saw a couple of them. I think it was, you know, whether it was Stineski at short, bobbling the ball, even those, like, brief things. Right. And, you know, like you said, just throwing it instead of eating it. I mean, you can always do that. Right. But let's talk a little bit about the Lions here for a second, because I know you was you were impressed as I was. So the Lions struggled for the most part, but I have to say my favorite player on the roster had to be Joe Galinda who had a big weekend with three big boy knocks, three all to about the same spot. Yeah, I know, three knocks around the yard. But what did you think think of him? I I put it as about as basic as possible. Inconsistent but powerful. 
you can tell he, he essentially leads the team. He has the, you know, he's long hair, just a big frame as an individual. He's a guy that, again, when he gets to be in a, again, I think he's only a soft. Just some beauty cabbage, though, when he had yeah. the hat on. Oh, just when you, like I say, and again, as I mentioned, the guy's only a junior. Yeah. A lot of those guys that were, you know, eating up the stat book, I guess if you want to call it that, for Finlandia in some of these games are still younger. I believe D'Angelo's only a sophomore as a shortstop. Um, I believe a couple of their pitchers, um, Kale, I believe, or whatever, whatever it is, Hale, Hale. I'm sorry, both, yeah. both the Hale brothers, it was Brandon Hale and uh, the other Hale, I, I, I apologize his name, but I mean, everybody essentially, I mean, I'm going off your question, but generally speaking, Finlandia's a really young team. They only had two seniors in that game, and everybody that was there, you know, there was a couple fielding issues, um, but I forget the guy who started, who uh, let off for Finlandia as well. I got to go look at that. Um, um, Jimenez? No, it wasn't no. Jimenez. Um, I'll, I'll look at that, but... I'll, and I'll get back to my point, but he, I mean, <laughs> standing out in near near the warning track, I was just about able to throw the ball home. Actually, in fact, when he was warming up at the start of the game and a couple times during the game, threw it to the back fence. So, I mean, there is, and I mean, I'm giving one specific example, but the team has some talent. Obviously, Joe shows that. Um, With and the be, offensive side. That's, and a little bit defensive. Some some defensive. There he was, played the hot corner. Again, and the issue was for, for them is they just, they were inconsistent with the pitching. Really? Yeah. And so I, I don't know what your thoughts are, but yo, I was, I think, inconsistent but powerful. Yeah, I really liked him. I think he was a fun player to broadcast for. Uh, you just never knew what he was going to do when he stepped into that batter's box because uh, he had a few knocks I, in the games that I saw. And I just remember and a couple, like a double or something. And he was just a big hitter. And it was just surprising because the rest of the team didn't seem to. Really hold the bat very well. Yeah, we were. I was actually mentioning in the in the program or in the broadcast as well. The first off, the guy's name is Jacob Mead. Like I say, in Mead. right field, he would send it send it all the way home on multiple occasions in both the third game and the fourth game. But there was a time, I believe it was it was in that fourth game. I think it was number two through five in the batting order was you know had the meat of their of their uh, their hits essentially, and the rest of the order was two for. Two for whatever the amount ended up being, it was just a, it was a it was a small group of people. And if you could start recruiting well, you know, around that, you might have something here in a couple of years. But yeah, no, I agree. I think Galindo was a uh, was it was really fun to watch him and kind of unexpected. Yeah. Well, the Titans will have a doubleheader this week against Platteville on Wednesday in Platteville, and then against Platteville on Saturday, and that one will be at home. So how do they fare in this matchup? I think that they have a chance. I think at the very least they'll go one and one. I think a lot of those inconsistencies we were talking about before need to uh, be cleaned up. Need yeah. to be cleaned up. I think I think that Oshkosh goes one and one against Platteville. Platteville coming off a really good weekend. Of course, they beat the lowly Eau Claire Blue Golds, yeah, that's... who were able, barely able to get away from Finlandia, but. Well, let's transition over to the, to the other diamond. Talk a little bit about softball here. On the page. So the softball team had a busy week as well, playing six games last week. On Tuesday, the Titans took on the Pioneers at home. In game one of the doubleheader, the Titans won 3-2. Maddie Fink was the winning pitcher in this contest. And she pitched the entire game, allowing only two runs, seven hits, and she had two Ks. Then in game two, the one I got the broadcast, got the bats going as Mia Crotty won 8-4 and was credited with the win. In this contest, she went six innings with six hits, four runs, and she was only able to tally one K. Then the Titans traveled to Stevens Point and found some troubles as they went 500 in the doubleheader. In Game 1, 
the Titans won 8-7. Maddie Fink, once again, credited with the win as she went six innings, allowing seven runs, 11 hits, and was only able to get one K in the contest. Mia Karate got her first save this in this contest. And then in game two of the doubleheader, Stevens Point, uh, against Stevens Point, the Titans lost by us in just dominating fashion from the pointers. Uh, by 12-4, the contest was... Uh, the loss was handed to Mia Crotty as she went five innings, allowing seven runs, five earned, and had three Ks. And then the Titans traveled to River Falls on Saturday to take on the Falcons in another doubleheader. The Titans won game one of the doubleheader, winning 6-5 to five as Maddie Fink again got another win, and she was the only one pitching in this game. And she gave six hits, five runs, three earned, and she managed to get seven Ks in the effort. But then in game two, the Titans lost by a score of 5-3. to three. Claire Petrus was handed the loss in this one, and she went three innings, allowing five hits, two runs, and one K. So what did you think of the, the Titans softball team this week? Well, you got to give them some credit in the sense that, again, you're playing six games in, what is this, five days? You know, so, I mean, I and that's and playing against um, some pretty decent teams. Stevens Point is, is doing really, really well, and River Falls, that one um, may have been kind of a disappointment for the team, but no, uh, I mean, those two victories against Platteville were, were much needed, um. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of iffy about it. Realizing that again, you're, you're playing so many games in so many days, um, not as much rest as as would be expected. Um, looking forward to the Whitewater game though coming up uh, on this Wednesday. Yeah, that one, I believe, is away again. Right. Yes. But because I don't believe we have broadcasts all this weekend. That's right. That's right. But yeah, I know it's. I you give them credit. A lot of. Yeah, um, the good cu- WIAC teams. Right. You know, and it's just one of those things where, especially on the road, they they were on the road a lot, so they just took what they could, and, you know, maybe the loss to River Falls wasn't expected, but it's something that happens. So we talked about the losses happening in Game 2 of the doubleheaders. Uh, how do they improve that? Yeah, and it's it, it can be hard when you get wore down. Um, a lot of those game one victories were were mint or very close as well. Um, I believe I got to look back. That's at true. The, you know, so you know, six to five, six to five, and and, and uh, uh, eight to seven in the, in the three, previous three one. to two. Yep, three to two, eight to four with the uh, with the Stevens Point game. Um, I'm sorry, eight to seven. I apologize, not eight to, eight to two, eight to seven in the Stevens Point game. So yeah, I mean, I think a lot of those teams were able to kind of figure out what Oshkosh was doing. Um, yeah, I, again, think, just, I think they measure them up a little bit, right? And then you and then you get wore out, you know. It's just, again, if you yeah. keep going, it's so. Um, and Stevens Point's a really quality ball club too. Give give credit to Oshkosh for able able to get away with the uh, the first game. Um, they always kind of do <laughs> from the games I've called. You know, Oshkosh is is coming ready to play, and just very unusual to see that twelve to four loss. Yeah, definitely. So the Titans have no home games this week. Their next home game isn't scheduled until May 4th, but they will travel to Whitewater Wednesday. Uh, the Titans are 2-0 two, two against Whitewater this season. And then Stout, which will be their first appearance on Friday. How do they do in these ones? I think they I think they win both against Whitewater. Whitewater's a good club, um, and I think that they probably will win both against Stout. I guess I'm not, I'm not sure what your thoughts are with Stout, but I think at least with Whitewater they win both. Yeah, I, I think they can win both. I think they can do pretty well. I don't know about Stout um, just because of the uncertainty and everything else. But I think they will have a pretty good week as they're a pretty good team. But that will just about wrap it up for the first segment here on the sports page. But coming up, Pat and I will talk about the NBA and the Bucks and more. So stay tuned to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh. 
back to the sports page, ladies and gentlemen, here on this fine Monday, Johnny Sam Petrican on 90.3 WRSTFM Oshkosh in this section where we will talk about the Bucks and a little bit more about the NBA. Pat, you ready to go? Let's do it. Um, so let's take a look at the Bucks. They had an okay week. They went 500 on the week. And they beat or they lost to Phoenix in overtime, losing one twenty eight to one twenty seven. Um, so that wasn't a very good one to start out the week, and that was on Monday. And then on Thursday they played Philadelphia, and they won it once again, one twenty four one seventeen. And then they played Philadelphia another time on the twenty fourth on Saturday, and they won one thirty two to ninety four. And then Sunday they lost to Atlanta, one eleven to one oh four. So the Bucks beat the 76ers twice, but does that mean anything? I, I think it kind of does. Um, I know we had talked about the 76ers yeah. being like a false first. Yeah, and I mean, they've had some kind of like lesser games, for lack of better expression, in, in, at times this year. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I think if, if it comes down to a playoff series, I think that these games will help Milwaukee a little bit. Um yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, Giannis was was playing both games, I believe. Um, so you kind of would expect some of that as well. But it, I don't know. I think I think it means something, but not as much as we may give it credit to. Perhaps I think I'm, I'm being very cautious about how to go about that. But yeah, I just you know I don't know. I I know they're a talented roster, but I know they also choke in playoffs. Yeah, and I know. That, you know, Ben Simmons can't hit a three, save his life when it comes to playoffs. I, I could probably hit a three more than Ben Simmons. I think you could. Probably, probably got a pretty nice jumper there, Pat. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. You could slide a newspaper underneath my feet when I jump, right? Continue. Yep. You could just slide a whole couch. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, the, and we talked about this too, and it's not on, but I mean, like, we talked about Atlanta last week. Yeah. You know, and just like, that's what they do. Atlanta just... Just goes about and does their business, and sometimes they win some. That sounds this is really cliche, but sometimes they win some, sometimes they lose some. But some of them are just like, oh, well, you didn't expect that against Milwaukee, I guess. You know, I know this is completely separate from what we were dis- discussing, but no, it's totally related. I mean, I feel like the Bucks sometimes like let their foot off the gas against teams like Atlanta. You talk about, you know, maybe another team in that sort of category would be like the Kings. Underrated teams. Yep, Memphis. Memphis, yes. Was the last one I think we talked about. Previously Miami, which I guess is less less underrated now. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> but previously. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, the Bucks are one of those teams that, again, and I don't know why they don't change this up, but they rely on one player, and that's Giannis. And you can see that through the stat line. Mm-hmm. On ESPN, look at rebounds, assists, and points. Right. So it's Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo. And I think that's going to be troublesome once again in the playoffs. And right. I know everybody's going to get their hopes up of, you know, the Bucks making a deep run. My goodness. There, I gave it to you, Pat. But, uh, but I mean, in a sense, too, if he can rest, I think that helps. And we, we were discussing this last week when he was down, you know, when he was... Some, yeah, he needs a rest. Body. I mean, we know that. I mean, there's still time here. I think that they will. I think they'll have him rest a little bit more, and it's good for the team, you know, to to see where they're at. Yeah, to make the other guys step up, and, right? Just to see where the rest of the team's at. And I know, um, yeah, it's we'll see. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be one of those questionable calls. 
with the Bucks because you know I'm I as a, if I were the coach, say I was the coach, right. pretty lucky guy. All right, I would be willing to lose some regular season games to rest up for playoffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, I think anybody anybody that's looking for a championship is going to think that way. Of course, yeah, without a doubt. But let's move on to the next question here. The Bucks kept it close against the Suns, losing by one. Given this is one of the best teams in the West, I think they are in second. What does this mean for the Bucks and their matchup against teams in the West, or does it mean anything? I, you know, some games have been like that. Sometimes Milwaukee is just, you know, lights out against some of these West West teams that are like this. Other times, if it's like prime time, you know, best, you know, Los Angeles or whatever it might be, and you're in a large market, perhaps. Then Milwaukee, at times they played played great. Other times it just they fall apart. You yeah, know? they and just so look it's, abysmal sometimes. It's, it's it's again we keep saying it's inconsistent, and I don't want to bash them, but it's just kind of what we've kind of learned it to be. Essentially, I still think I think this is huge for Milwaukee. You know, looking long term, that, that that they're able to stay with Phoenix. Yeah, because Phoenix, you know, Phoenix is a talented squad. I have a certain announcer that is very high on. Yep. And excited about this this Suns team. I I'm am. Not, I'm not going to express names, but... Oh, you're going straight for the Jazz. Well, there you go. It's But the Jazz have got some guys that have been there for a little while. You know, <laughs> and, and as I've said... Ex- okay, don't talk about Chris Paul, but anyways... When Jay Chris, Crowder. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. And Devin Booker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Booker. Okay, here you go. Yeah, a lot yeah. of all-stars on that team. Blah, a lot blah, of talent. Blah, blah. Here it goes. Oh, wow. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. God, we go have... Right yeah, yeah, we have fun. Which, we oh, have yeah, fun. That's right. Yeah, right on the page. Yeah, right on the page. The sports page is the official name, but Pat and I like to call it the page now. We do. We do. As let's take a look at what the Bucks have this week, though. On tap, uh, they're at Charlotte on Tuesday, and then they're in Houston on Thursday. Then back on the road again in Chicago, which should be a close one. Um, you know, obviously Chicago's right. a nice quick drive, but yeah. then they have Brooklyn at home on Sunday. So how do they do this week? I think that they will go three and one, but I don't think it's against the three teams you expect it to be three and one. I think that they lose to Charlotte. I think Charlotte comes in and plays well. They've been you kind think of Lamelo takes over the game. I think they've been teeter tottering Charlotte, um, kind of on their on their way up. Um, but I think. I think Milwaukee wins against Charlotte, and then I think they rock Houston, they rock Chicago, and then I think they get a good victory against Brooklyn. Um, again, Brooklyn's kind of on their way down here. I mean, they're they're on the top. But they just got Kyrie back. They just get Kyrie back here, but it's, again, you, you lose a couple guys. Uh, KD still isn't 100%, you know, and so it's, uh, I still, I think Milwaukee gets a victory against, against Brooklyn here. Um you know, but I, I'm still unsure about the playoffs in that sense. But I think I think uh, I think that Milwaukee loses to Charlotte. I do. And that's an interesting thought there, because you know Charlotte is one of those teams that again would be like a Memphis uh, in a Atlanta, little underrated, right? Little you know not thought about so much. And, and Milwaukee usually kind of looks over those, as we just mentioned previously. But yeah. Hornets are sitting at 500 right now, so this and this will give them a reason to keep pace. As if when you look at the standings, to Abe get away from Indiana, who's yeah, they can right take on over on your, take over your Celtics spot. Oh, that's right. They're coming right along. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. How about that? Yeah, Celtics are at the sixth spot. Let's look at the standings now that we mentioned. It. Speaking In the of East. which. Yeah, so we got the Brooklyn Knights at 41 and 20. We got the 76ers in second at 39 and 21. Bucks are in third at 37 and 23. And then the Knicks. 
are at 34 and 27. Congrats to the Knicks. How about that? The Hawks at 34 and 27 as well, so they're in fifth. And then finally close out the top six is your Celtics at 32 and 29. So thoughts on the East playoff picture currently? Yeah, the rest of the NBA, or not the rest of it, but for the rest of the East, not like it makes a lot of difference, but I was just mentioning with Charlotte, um, so like you say, Boston's 32 and 29. Boston. Boston. Uh, Miami's tied at 32 and 29 as well with with, uh, the Celtics. I won't say Boston. Oops. Um, And then Charlotte at 30 and 30. Indiana is in ninth right now at 29 and 31. They're staying. They're trying to keep pace. Washington's kind of on a on a little run here, I will say, on the outside looking in, Washington has won eight in a row. When you look way, way down there, um, that twenty-seven and thirty-three, well, not really way, way down, but they've, you know, they've, they've had some success here and, and playing some good ball. Um, I think it's still kind of way up in the air. I, I last week I was saying that Milwaukee's pretty sell, pretty good there in, in third, and I'm now I'm having second thoughts because Philadelphia's. I'm not going to say they're on a free fall, but I mean those those couple games against Milwaukee um, were were really telltaling of of where Milwaukee can be um, moving along here. Yeah, but I mean they still got a two game lead on Milwaukee, so. right? There's still time, and I don't know if I would want to play those teams that are down near the the seven, eight, nine. Again, it's going to be very imperative to see how Milwaukee can play tonight against Charlotte if it gets to that point. You know, with Charlotte being at the eight or the seven. Or they can move, as you mentioned, all the way up to the sixth spot at some point here. So, yeah, a lot of adjustments can be made. Um, and Milwaukee, again, they're going to have to play well against these teams, as far as I'm concerned. Otherwise, they're going to have an early-round knockout. Yeah, they're going to have to clean up you know, a couple things and make sure they're playing solid basketball. But I have to brag, Pat, and say, look who's in first in the I, East. I'm going to stay quiet here. Yeah, I would just stay quiet. Okay, here you but go. But now let's move on to the next question. Let's, take a, let's talk about the Knicks for a second. How are they in fourth? I was first assuming that it was magic and that you were pulling my leg and that everybody's pulling my leg, but and no, that's Julius not Julius so. Randle. Julius Randle. the big star on that. They have been playing great basketball. I know, and I just don't know how. I mean, they're, they're getting good victories against some... Good get, quality teams. They've played they've played the Lakers a couple times here. They've beat Dallas in fairly single... Uh, not single and Dallas is a tough team. Dallas is a really good club. They've played Toronto a couple times, and that's a completely different story. But they've kind of had the... They've had some time to uh, consider... They know these, what it feels these, like these losing. Games. Well, it's, <laughs> you are correct about that. I would say that. And I mean... Was thinking going back and looking at you know when Milwaukee was having those issues against New York, it was for good reason. I've been pissed there again at that point. They're playing decent basketball, but yeah, they just just shot out of a cannon here, um, and still a lot of time left. But but yeah, I would give them all the credit in the world for it. Now let me ask you this: This wasn't on the sheet or anything on the rundown. Who would you rather play in the playoffs, the Knicks at home? Or the Boston Celtics. Center. Boston Celtics by a landslide. New York is too inexperienced to make this happen. Boston is... No, who would you rather play? That's why I'm saying New York is too inexperienced. Oh. That's why I'm saying... But what? You're I was asking, who, yes. who would you rather yes. see the Bucks play? I No, I'm saying I would I would rather them play the Knicks. Okay. Um, I would not play Boston right now. They, I mean, even though their record doesn't show it, they have some guys that are experienced enough that have been in this position enough times where they can that is make true, it happen. Tatum. You know, in New, New York, I'm not going to say it's a completely rebuilt team, but again, they've they've got a couple guys, as you mentioned, Julius Randle, but um, 
just still really inexperienced, and I'm I'm I don't think anybody really knows what to expect of of the Knickerbockers moving along. And you know, sometimes that inexperience can work to your benefit. Teams right. don't know how to play you. All right, you just kind of like get when you come out fast, you get punched in the mouth or whatever, and, and yeah, take and a little jam to the face, free free fall on the rest of the way. You know, and that's right. All right, so let's take a look over at the Western Conference now. So we got your Utah Jazz in first at 44 and 16, the Suns in second at 42 and 18, the Clippers in third at 43 and 19, then the Nuggets at 39 and 21, the Lakers at 35 and 25, and then closing out the top six is the Mavericks, as we talked about a little bit, at 33 and 26. What are your thoughts on the West West playoff pic- yeah, picture? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean, the rest of it, I think you'd said the Mavericks in six. Kind of a surprise for Dallas to be all the way down there. Portland's 33 and, tw- or excuse me, 32 and 28 in seventh. Memphis is 31 and 28, and um, Golden State is right behind him, 31 and 20, 31 and 30. The Spurs are 30 and 29. Still a lot of really good teams, um, you know, that are kind of looking in at least 10 good spots here, and uh, maybe with uh, the Pelicans, you know, underneath that. But yeah, this is a, it's a really strong group. Um, still think Utah is probably the most balanced team nat- naturally out of the out of the group. Um, Phoenix has some superpower as we are well aware of. Not saying anybody else doesn't, but they. I think Utah is still the most balanced. Lakers, I, I mean, they got plenty of. Shh, we don't talk about that. Shh, the Lakers. No, I'm the saying Lakers. Shh, the Lakers. No, but like I still think that the Jazz. Do you know where the, the Lakers originated out of the name? I'm trying to remember. Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. Yeah, they had blue blue jerseys for the longest time. That's yeah. right. Well, trivia, folks. Hey, there you go. Johnny Samp with the trivia on the yeah. page. Um, my thoughts on the West, and this kind of leads into my next question, is Denver. Like, nobody's talking about Denver. Oh, they always, nobody ever does. They're yeah, just it's quietly. Denver. Yeah. The Joker. So Denver is a team that nobody, nobody has really talked about, but how are they doing so well? I, I think that they just... They have a really good base of, of players. Take care um, of business they, and, they, you know. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I think it's that could play to their advantage moving along here. Um, I think everybody's just kind of got a target in the back of Utah because Utah's at the top of the conference. Very similar to Milwaukee last year, I think. Um, maybe it could have been a fluke in, in some people's sense, but I think Denver's just kind of right about where they need to be right now, not making, just quietly making noise, um, like quietly whispering in that sense, but whispering, yes. Um, yeah, I get you. So I, I I like where they're at, too. Not going to lie. Yeah, and another team that I think that nobody, I mean, they're starting to talk about now because they beat the Lakers over the weekend was uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. And the, they they are showing that they're a pretty good team. Yeah. With, I, uh, I mean, they have talent with Perzingis and then, uh, now I'm blanking on his name, uh, Oh yeah, um, yes, uh, seventy-seven. Yes, uh, I should uh, know this. Continue, just continue. Uh, yeah, help me out here. Yes, I will. I'll get you. Keep talking. I'll, I'll, I'll. But find anyways, this. I was watching them, and they they just play quality basketball, and you know they're just one of those team teams that are quiet and just take care of business when they need to. Yeah. Do you get the name? Um, yeah, I'm coming for it here. It's it's and it's Luka Doncic. Doncic. Yes. It's why would I not know that? Yeah, of course. I know. 28.5 points a game. I was going to say, is, he's... Almost he's, nine assists a game. What's going on yeah, here? Yeah, like, how did I forget that? I'm a disgrace. I'm a disgrace. Take <laughs> me off the page. Uh, you're gone. Uh, you're gone. Send him out of here. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get, get out of here. You're gone. Home run. Patrick Kane. Wrong sport. Continue. Yeah, but 
Um, do you think this playoff picture will change or no? I think that they, it can. I think it'll change near the bottom, though. Um, I think. Yeah, I think some teams will dance in and dance back out. I think. I think a team that could still have a free fall yet is law is the Lakers. I mean, we're, they're still they're still in this comfortably in fifth, but you know a lot can happen here. I think that I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I think that they, I think they'll get in, but when you look at the rest of the of the conference, you know, there again a lot of strong teams kind of on the uh, outer edge. Like I say, the uh, like the Spurs, the Warriors are out of it right now in ninth. You yeah, know, I don't Memphis see is number eight. And in Portland's thirty-two and twenty-eight, so this is going to be a really, really good battle coming right down to the end. Portland's lost five in a row, you know, up to this point, and you know everybody else. The Grizzlies had a really solid game last night as well. I was watching some of the highlights for it, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll change. Yeah, definitely. I think at the bottom of the roster or bottom of the standings, you'll see that. Well, this will just about wrap up our second segment here on the sports page. But coming up, this is the most fun segment I say because it's where Patrick and I disagree the most. And that is our MLB segment. Stay tuned to the sports page. Welcome back to the sports page, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Johnny Stamp, of course, and along for the ride once again is Mr. Patrick Kane. As we are on our third and final segment of the show as we look to close it out. And this, of course, is our MLB and Brewers section. Charge! That might be copyright. We might not be able to say oh that. Oh, boy. Here oh, we go. boy. Oh, boy. I changed it. I had the wrong key. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> um, anyways, let's take a look at the Brewers, even though I could care less. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. So the Brewers did have a good week for themselves. They only dropped one, ga- one game, and that was against my Cubs. So they went five for six. I don't know what that is in percentage off the top of my head. Eight, seven, five? Yes, I'm like, yes, yes. Yes. So that's pretty good. That was pretty impressive by me, wasn't it? Man. That's a math machine. You go to, why are you on this show? You should go to math department. <laughs> math department show. Goodness gracious. Get some calculus going. Yeah. So they beat the Padres. They swept them. They won the first game 3-1. to one. The second game, they beat them 6-0. And then the third game, they won 4-2. to two. They lost to Chicago in game one, 15-2. But then they beat them 4-3 and then 6-0 on Sunday. So, and, you know, with the success this week, they are able to claim the top of the NL Central, which doesn't totally mean a lot to me as a Cubs fan because it's super early. But in the, in the Central is a pretty close race as, right. as of right now. Right. And I will say. Nobody's really out of it except, like, in the, you know, in the West, the Rockies. Yeah. And I, <laughs> we'll no, get into that. No, and later. I agree. I think that's, um, I think that, they, yeah, it's, it's almost too early to say yet. But just for the sense of, the guys that have just been lighting it up from the from the bump, from the bump, from the bump. Woodruff has been playing fantastic, and Burns. I was going to say, how do you not mention him? I was about to say, and Adrian Hauser just been fantastic, for lack of better expression, has just been lights out um, in the games that they that they've pitched in. Um, and they've had some success from the from the bullpen as well, um, and that showed in in both the uh, victories against Chicago and. Um, we're not talking about the first game, but anywho, um, but yeah, anywho, anywho, uh, do to do, yeah, we're not talking about that, but yeah, it's uh, you got to feel really, really good if you're a Brewers fan right now. Um, at least one of us are here, but yeah, you can talk to Calvin, Devin, they could do that, and Ruby, yeah, we could do that, but I stick with my Cubs. So thoughts on the Brewers play this past week? 
Yeah, and that's I, that's kind of what I'm with. Mm-hmm. I think that their play was was good. They had they had enough to win. I think those games against San Diego um, were were really needed games. Kind of see where they were. Padres are a really good club. They're yeah. a talented club, but I don't know if they always play as a like. It's hard. They yeah. just do not hit the bats on the same day. The bats do not yeah. connect on the same day. They they have some personalities that are there. Tatis will hit. You know, and a couple knocks one day, and then Machado hits them the other day, mm-hmm. and it's just like they cannot seem to find their rhythm. The talent does not gel when it when it ought to. Maybe that's the better way of looking. That might at be it. a better way to say. Yeah. It. So, but no, I th- I think those games are still huge. And Milwaukee can. I'm still calling them a powerhouse team. I can't believe that they dropped all three of them. San Diego, that is. Oh, I was going to say Milwaukee. You're calling powerhouse. No, that's well, pretty bold take. Uh, pretty much, but like in this, I mean. You win a series, that's that's big. Every single time you can win a series yeah, against Chicago as well. You know, it's important to... That's that's the goal I, I keep seeing. I think that's kind of where Milwaukee sees it too, win the series. Yeah, and that's a good attitude. I mean, I can't discredit that. Right. I, I'd like my Cubs to start winning some series. You'd really like that, I know. But I I didn't have a ton of expectation for... Oh, of course, right. When, when you're coming in... With Donald, no bullpen. On the, on the low side, I know. It's yeah. hard. You it's, know, it's, it's like, okay, well, we're just going to have to get through this year. It's terrible. You know, it's horrible. Yeah, they'll be fun to watch. Well, I thought that you said that you were ready for them to, to make their run or something like that. They were... Well, I was... I said the, the winning the division jokingly. Oh, right. Because okay. I oh, argued yeah, with Devin. Joking, yeah. Right. Oh, no, it's jokingly. Oh, no, jokingly now. They still could. Oh, okay. Yeah. They got a few weapons mm-hmm. in the Quintana and... And I could go to the... I could go to Mars, too. Wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't tell, the assistant sports directors like to bully me quite a bit here at WRST. On the page, too. On the page, yeah. Even on my show. On your show, yes. Good point. That is my show. <laughs> That's why I ask you to join the show. That's correct. That's correct. So are are the Brewers the best team in the Central? I don't know that, though. I, I still think... Because um, I thought the Cardinals were, and they dropped yeah. significantly. We'll get into that. I, I don't... I don't think there is the best team. I, you know, again, I think, we think that's about, an accurate statement. When we we think, yeah, but we think about it. I mean, Cincinnati a week ago when we were was talking the best about this, it was the best team, and now they're in last. And now they just took a nosedive, right? Yeah, it's, it's so like, they just drop off a cliff. And so I, I think that, and who knows? We might see this where it'll just be a conga line. Somebody will go to the bottom of the list. Somebody will come the right conga back. Conga line again. Right that back, references back to the reference. Back, there you go. Back in, and I finally saw the video of that. Uh, hey, there you go. So. We used we used that last week in one of the Looney Tunes episodes. I was talking to yeah. Johnny about that against in the Finlandia games. But anyways, no, I I I still think it's too early to make that assumption. I still think Milwaukee has holes in the in the in the hitting squad, and they have some guys that are injured right now, and that that could be crucial moving along. Yeah, definitely. As we, it'll be exciting to see what happens in the Central. Um, but can the Brewers maintain this pace? Yeah, um, and they, they're going to have a tough summer. Because you know Burns is going to have to give up that point, whatever, 4-7 right. ERA. I mean, it's just not realistic. Right, and it's going to be a it's going to be a tough summer, you know. I mean, it's But, again, Milwaukee has a deep bench. They're able to, you know, make it happen in that, in that way. Um, again, they're having the Dodgers at the end of this week. They got the Marlins until, you know, from today, actually starting at 640 tonight. You know, and they got the Marlins, like I say, and it's going to be a hard summer. I, I'm still not sold on it, um, and it's still too early to say. I think that they can sustain it. It's just staying healthy, you know, and being patient. Again, trying to win every single time you go out against a team, try to win the series, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've, 
you know, that's the attitude that you have to have as a ball club. And once the dog days get here, then we'll really see who's, you know, really doing well. And that's usually where we see the kind of stretches and peaks of teams and right. see what teams really can last. So that's let's like, take a look at the NL Central standings. So the Brewers, as we mentioned, are in first at 13-8. The Cardinals are in second at 11-10. and 10. Then the Pittsburgh Pirates at 11 and 11, my Cubs at 10 and 11, and the Reds at 9 and 12. So a bad week for the Reds. What happened? Yeah, it's uh, it was hard. I think they had a couple injuries too. Don't quote me on that, but yeah, it's it's kind of. I think that we were sort of expecting that it's it's a team that's still inconsistent yet. Um, you don't know what to expect. Um, I'm really not sure what to say. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I don't know what to say either. I thought they were going to just well, and it was kind of maintain a solid pace. And you were you were playing against a a division rival in in St. Louis, dropped all three of them, five to four, two to zero, and five to two against them. You know, and then just before that, they were playing Arizona, um, and they lost all three of those as well. You know, with with uh, the Diamondbacks, who have been surging as of late. That is Arizona. yeah, it's it is what it is. It's you, you. I would have expected more out of out of the Reds, but still early yet. Um, yeah, and they're only four games back now, and their Cubs are right there. So whatever, you know. But let's take a look at the standings from across the league now, real quickly. So in the NL East, we'll start over there. We have the Mets at nine and eight, leading the division or the yeah division, mm-hmm. and then the Phillies at ten and eleven, the Marlins at nine and twelve, the Braves at nine and twelve. And then the Nationals at 8-11. We went through the central standings, but I'll go through them once again. Brewers at 13-8. Cardinals at 11-10. Pittsburgh Pirates at 11-11. My Cubs at 10-11. And and the Reds at 9-12. And And then we look over to the West. And the Dodgers are 15-7. The Giants are 14-8. And And then the Padres are 13-11. The Diamondbacks are 11-11. And those poor Rockies are are, uh, actually 8-13. So... How about them Diamondbacks coming right on back? Oh, Baumgartner threw a no-hitter, didn't he? Yep, or yep. He threw a no The other day? Yep. And then let's take a look at the American League here, Pat. So the Boston Red Sox lead that division over in the East at 14-9. Then Tampa Bay Rays at 11-11. The Toronto Blue Jays at 10-11. The Yankees at 9-12. And, and then the Orioles at 9-12. Now in the Central, we have the Royals at 13-7. The White Sox at 12-9. The Indians at 9-11. The Twins at 7-13, which is kind of... Shocking, actually. Oh, I agree. The Tigers at seven, seven and fifteen, which is not that shocking. <laughs> and then over on the West, we had the Athletics at fourteen and eight, the Mariners at thirteen and nine, the Angels at ten and ten, the Astros at ten and eleven, and the Rangers at nine and thirteen. So, anything that you're noticing? Yeah, no. How about the how about the A's? That's the Moneyball A's. The Moneyball A's. That's, they are uh, moving right along right now. I mean, they've had some pretty easy games so far against Baltimore, who's 9-12, as you just mentioned, the Twins and then the Tigers. Um, the Twins really shocked me. I thought, they're, you know, they're always like that playoff team that never actually wins. Gets there, right. <laughs> well, that's exactly They get it. there, and then they can't do anything. Right. And, I mean... They still could. Right. And so I... That's kind of the surprising team. We'll see how that all goes up. But that that division itself is wide open. That being the uh, what is that the the West? I the believe West, it is yeah. the West. Yeah, it's. I think it's still wide open yet. But other than that, no. I I know you were gonna 
mentioned the Tigers, I think it was. Or oh, that's no, not Rockies. that shocking. That was the I was Ro- say. Yeah, or the Rockies, too. Yeah, the Rockies are more shocking, I think, but they did lose a couple players. And still early. Still. Yeah. But it's early, yeah, as you mentioned. But six and a half games behind, especially with the Dodgers as a team right. in the lead. Well, they're stacked right now. The rest of the rest of the division is stacked. Yeah. Padres, even after their games against Milwaukee, yeah. it's still a good club. And I think they're just getting used to each other. Right. I agree. Too much star power as of right now, and they just got to find their way in the clubhouse. But um, let's, you know, how did the Rockies get so far behind in the standings? I just... You know, like, yeah, they lost their guys, and you'd mentioned that. And yeah, yeah. So, and that's a big one. That's they lo- they lost Nolan, right? Yep. And that is the big one on that roster. So we'll have to see how they pan out for the rest of the season. I think I'm gonna skip past the scores from the weekend, but because I, I really want to hit this, let's talk about the NFL draft that's happening this Thursday. And as we know, that's a big deal, especially for Wisconsinites and. Everybody around the United States, as we hope our Packers do not screw up this draft. Hmm. We have the 29th pick this year, and my my only my single and only question to you is, what position should we draft? I've seen a couple of them kind of just from my extreme Mel Kuyper Jr., you know, insight, which is not very... Have the analytics and everything oh, in your room. It's it is fantastic dun, dun, stuff here. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, just like math problems floating in your it's head. Just that's just me. That's right. That's, um, I don't know what to say. Um, no, I was. I think the one I've really seen and I think would be a really big help for um, Green Bay is is Terrence Marshall, the receiver out of LSU. Um, he's got he's a big guy. Uh, doesn't have a lot of open open like open field speed. Um, very similar build to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, uh, one of the um, downsides I've seen from him, he, he does have uh, a little bit of an issue with drops. Devontae Adams, for a long time, the, the name that I gave him was Drop Vontae Adams. You know, So he, he had that same kind of issue going on, but is a big target for Aaron Rodgers and has really upped his game. I think that Terrence might just be a little raw, but again, he's coming out of a great program with a good quarterback, um, I think he could be the guy. I know that there was a couple other spots that were looking for offensive linemen as well, losing Corey Lindsley. Um, but I think Terrence Marshall is where you got to be um, for, for Green Bay. Yeah, I saw in one mock draft the receiver from Minnesota, and I'm trying to find who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but he was very speedy res- receiver with good you know, off-the-ball skill. And, and Green Bay is always able to find the diamonds in the rough, you know, in, in the lower dra- in the you know lower rounds. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, when you think of Equinemia St. Brown and uh, a couple of the other guys, Mark Valdez, Scanlon, like I'm not trying to say, but say, just, for the fact, you, just for the fact they've been starters in that sense. They haven't been the greatest yeah. thing to ever fit, walk the face of the earth, but the point is, you know. But it also helps that we have Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Of course. In the... You know, taking the snaps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we see this NFL draft, and I think his name is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. I'm just going to check here really quick. So what do you what do you think of the uh, of the talks with, with Jordan Love going to New England? I, I thought about it. Like, you know oh, Belichick's going to win that trade. Oh, of course. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Of course. Because as we play checkers, he's playing chess. Mm-hmm. 
And I would He's not want to give up love yet. Either. We've only had one season. It's not a big contract, but then you're gonna he's gonna start losing value. That's true, but he's gonna have you know at some point. You're but gonna... if you you really believe in this quarterback, remember Rodgers? He sat the bench for a while. <laughs> so if you really believe in this quarterback, I think you stick with him because I the last person I want to give him to is Mister Belichick, who is. Are you sure this is comparison of apples to apples? <laughs> apples or, oranges. or apples or okay apples oranges okay. But you know, <clears throat> I think the Patriots may also look at. They're looking for anybody right now. A quarterback. Really? A court they have to. In the draft. Yeah. All right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to get, you know, they're not going to get top-tier quarterback like uh, Zach Wilson but or uh, Trevor or That'd Justin Fields. It'd be great if they could trade up. I mean, I think Trevor, one of those guys could could work with Belichick. I think Lawrence could probably work with Belichick and be something. But I, I got a bad feeling Lawrence is going to end up in a, Who's got the first pick? Uh, Jets. I was gonna just about say. I bet you the Jets will get him. Or else I saw that uh, BYU guy, Zach Jones. Oh yeah, that's right. Mago, because they just like him in the pocket better, or because he can break out of the pocket and throw better. Right. And I just was watching some NFL live there, and you know, I hate to be hesitant on Fields, but I am because he's an Ohio State quarterback, mm. and all the Ohio State quarterbacks have never panned out. <laughs> That's right, pretty much. So if I was a team drafting, I may pass up on fields for somebody else mm-hmm. if there's other quarterbacks in the option. Right. You have something to say, Pat? No, that's that's all I got. That's oh. I think it's I'm not sure how it'll go yet. I'm not Mel Kuyper, so Yeah, I also would like to see the Packers get some linebackers. They need a lineman too. Uh, I think they need a uh, upper grade lineman as well. At some point, second round maybe. Yeah. But let's take it over to Pat's favorite sport, I'm so the excited. motorsports. I actually watched this race. Did you? Yep. So with the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series at Talladega results, Brad Keselowski winning the race. So what did you think of the race? Yeah, it was uh, it was really entertaining. I actually watched most of the end of it, too. They had a guy, I think it was in the second segment, that flipped over. And there's now there's a lot of talk out there that the cars are unsafe out there with the... Speeds they got speeds upwards of two hundred miles an hour at, at times in in those bunches. Um, yeah, but Brad Keselowski won it. William Byron Byron was second. Keselowski had the pass on the final lap. Two Michael McDowell was third. Kevin Harvick was fourth. Matt DiBenedetto was fifth. Kaz Grahl, I believe that was his first race, second race in NASCAR, was sixth. Tyler Reddick was seventh. Dylan was eighth. Ryan Blaney ninth, and Cole Custer was tenth. But yeah, it was a Really neat race to watch. Um, and Keselowski only led one lap. Yeah, that's right. That's right. One uh, Led the last lap, and that, and that was, was it. it. That was the most important one. Yep. I remember because they went into uh, overtime. overtime. Yep. Yeah. Because yep. of uh, caution. Yep, that's and right. And such things. And such things. And such things. There's so many. I, I do not like how they have it set up. It's, hard, it's weird. I get it. But that will just about wrap up the sports page for this week. I will probably be back next week, more than likely. But more than likely. Stay tuned because the shuffle will be coming up next here on 90.3 WRCFM Oshkosh.